Good afternoon and welcome to this last session for day four of Event Wellbeing Week. I am delighted to be joined by Jackie Edmondson, who's going to be talking to you today about powering up and winding down and the benefit of cultivating morning and evening rituals for success and well-being. So without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to the amazing Jackie Edmondson. Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks, Helen, and thanks to EventWell for having me today. Um, so yeah, this session is about cultivating morning and evening rituals for success. And I like to refer to that as powering up and winding down. So it's really about giving us the energy to take us through the day and then winding down in a day that will give us sufficient recovery and reflection time as well. So just starting with um, a quote that resonates particularly for me, um, and it's this idea, destroy the idea that you have to be constantly working or grinding in order to be successful. Embrace the concept that rest, recovery and reflection are essential parts of the progress towards a successful and ultimately happy life. Um, and I think this resonates particularly for me is because I, I got into a lot of bad habits. Um, three years ago, I went through a workplace burnout, actually. And it was because primarily I wasn't building in enough rest, recovery and reflection. So I think that's why this speaks to me particularly. Um, but we can all be guilty at times of getting on that hamster wheel and not finding time to get off it as well. Um, and I also get a bit of a chuckle from this because uh, <laughs> the quote is from uh, the actor from The Hangover, actually. So a little bit ironic. Uh, so a little background on me. Uh, so I've been working in the events industry for 25 years. I continue to do so. Um, but since that workplace burnout, I've become a certified coach and a mindfulness teacher, a mental health first aider. Um, and I do still consider myself a part-time Olympic, Olympic gypsy. So I do um, still continue to get involved back in the Olympic movement, um, doing some work for Tokyo and, and for others to come. Um, and I have a company called Breathe, so I do specialise now in mindfulness, mental fitness and coaching. So another quote here from Matt Munson, uh, which I think sets us up well. So we applaud grit, long hours and blowing through walls, but great work tends to come from more creative insights and thoughtful reflection. Um, and again, as I said, I wasn't, I wasn't building this into my day. Um, and it's important to know that it's kind of, it's often in rest that the creativity comes. And so when you do kind of have this notion of just pushing through constantly, um, through all kinds of roadblocks that might come your way, we're not really allowing ourselves time to adequately reflect and to kind of draw upon those creative insights. So it is good to kind of intentionally build them. So morning rituals. So you'll see a lot of this online and you'll hear about a lot of it too, um, particularly high achievers, very successful and famous people often credit their morning rituals in particular with their success. Um, so here's just one example. So Jeff Weiner, um, CEO of LinkedIn, he says he starts his day at 5.30 and by nine o'clock, he's had a workout, he's meditated, he's had a good breakfast, checked his emails and checked his news. Um, so you can see how productive that is. Um, and this is not, you know, to caveat today's presentation, it's not about creating um, a striving, high-achieving kind of mentality, if you will. Um, it's about setting your day up in an appropriate tone for the rest of how you want the day to look like. So for him, he's all about productivity. Um, so for him to get this out of the way in the morning before 9 o'clock, it kind of sets that foundation, if you like, to carry that through the day. Of course, the alternative, <laughs> some of us may have done this, is to hit the snooze button, 
um, to kind of rush into the shower, rush into breakfast and, and rush into the office. And then perhaps that sense of rush is something that will follow us through the day. So it's all about choice, you know, and intentionally kind of designing, um, leading by design, if you will. Um, some other famous people, so Oprah Winfrey, she talks about meditation as being integral to the way she starts her day. Um, Richard Branson, he's all about getting a workout in, having a good breakfast um, and spending time with his family, actually. So there's a lot of different ways that people will achieve this. Um, and so today we'll talk about some of the routines you could look at doing, um, but in a way that's quite flexible, in a way that you can design um, it for you. So, as I said, there's multiple benefits. The benefits are many. So it's not just about creating high achievement um, and that kind of a striving kind of focus, if you like. It's about deriving some of the health benefits as well. So we look at enhanced physical and mental well-being, higher levels of productivity. So as I said, if you're starting your day or your morning in a productive manner, you're likely to kind of continue some element of that throughout the day. So it really sets the tone. Uh, better mood. So this is kind of a no-brainer really, but if you're doing a workout particularly, um, high-intensity workout will likely give you the endorphins to start the day. Um, and even some of the lower-intensity workouts or even journaling and so forth, that can give you a dopamine hit as well. So you're making the most of those feel-good hormones and starting the day um, in the best way possible. Of course, sustained activity um, in these areas will ultimately elevate your confidence and self-esteem. Um, and if you've experimented with routines or rituals in the past, that you'll probably know that over time, you'll start to see kind of cumulative benefits. Um, and once they start to kick in, that is when you can expect to see confidence and self-esteem follow as well. Um, you're likely to have lower levels of mental fatigue because, again, you're building in that rest, recovery and reflection, um, which we don't typically associate with our work day, but it is very integral to kind of flicking the brain over into that other side of kind of creativity and exploring the other element of that. Um, reduce stress, stronger focus. Positive mindset is a good one here too. Um, one of the activities we'll look at is kind of cultivating um, or practising gratitude, you know, and that a lot of people will still consider is not for them at times, um, but we do have kind of an innate negativity bias. So it's important to kind of intentionally flick that switch um, and cultivate positivity when we can as well. And then of course, a no brainer, it's adequate recovery. Um, building in some of this to our morning or evening gives us the recovery we need. Um, and that can seem counterintuitive, I appreciate. So I've had long work days in the past, for instance, where, you know, you might finish at 10 o'clock at night. It's, it's by exception these days. Um, and you don't feel like doing anything, but sometimes doing a little stretch, a little yoga at 10 p.m. at night is just a really nice way to allow yourself some decompression time instead of jumping straight into bed. So that can help there as well. And then, of course, as I kind of mentioned before, so greater control. You set the pace for your day. You set the tone. Um, and it's kind of like the ability to put yourself in the driver's seat. So if you craft the way you want your morning to look, you're driving your day. Um, and so you're being proactive, you're not reacting. Um, if you hit snooze, if you're checking emails first thing in the day, um, then your day can really start to take on, on the reactivity um, that can kind of lead to fatigue, actually. So it's this whole notion of living by design, which is kind of a, a nice way to, to lead, if you like, lead and live. 
So an example of what I get up to in the morning, <laughs> and I should say this has been like over a process of probably about a period of a year and a half, I've kind of come to land on these elements. Um, and what I will say too is they're always kind of changing, you know, um, and to some degree a little bit seasonal because now that the pool's shut, I'll be replacing my morning swim with something else, um, which is kind of yet to be determined actually. I'm, I'm kind of figuring that out right now. So all of this is about trial and error um, and experimenting with what works for you. So for me, the first thing is not checking emails. Um, I had a really terrible habit of checking emails kind of as soon as I got out of bed. Uh, and when you work in a global team as I was um, at the time of burning out, you know, 17 people around the world all in different time zones, and there is no natural lull in email flow. So what happens is you wake up, there's about 30, 40 emails there for you, and it feels, it can feel stressful, it can feel a bit overwhelming, right? And it can also feel like you have to jump into those immediately and react. So what I deliberately do now is try not to look at email until 9 a.m. Um, at least. And that gives me just that little bit of breathing room, that little bit of reflection time, if you like, and a little bit of time to get through some of these other activities to set my day up. Uh, so that's something I would recommend as well is, is perhaps just being quite deliberate or intentional about when you check your emails in the morning. Um, the second thing here is meditate. So I do meditate daily now, um, probably 20 to 35 minutes. It, it kind of varies depending on what's, what's going on in the day. But I will also in this context say that meditation is, is, can be quite broad. So what this is is really just cultivating space, cultivating time for reflection. Um, so for some of you, it might be meditation. For others, it might be breath work or some, just some deep breathing. Um, for some of you, it might be journaling. It might be kind of noting down your top three tasks for the day and, and creating a task list. Um, it might also be, you know, if you're familiar with morning pages from the artist's way, it might be something like that. So getting up and just kind of writing, um, writing whatever's on your mind, whatever comes. So it's just whatever works for you to create a little bit of a pause, a little bit of a step back and a little bit of time to reflect. Um, the blue icon there is, of course, exercise, but I'll say that's quite broad as well in terms of movement, more generally speaking. Um, and you can play with this a little bit as well. So what's interesting about exercise and emotions, um, if you like, is that so high-intensity exercise can really help us to work through thoughts and emotions. So if you find yourself waking up and, and you've got a lot on your mind and it's all kind of churning, a high-intensity workout can help to kind of diffuse that actually um, and give you a bit of space to process. Low-intensity workouts are what's quite effective for channeling creativity. So again, if you're waking up and you've kind of, you need to be creative for a proposal or for something coming up, um, some business development work, or maybe there's a question that's kind of playing on your mind and you're looking for a solution, then low-intensity work, uh, workout, such as a walk, um, can actually help to, to kind of, you know, open the creativity um, cells in the body, if you like, and, and get that flowing for you. Um, so you can, yeah, explore, explore with those in the day. Um, and then breakfast. So, you know, as I mentioned, Richard Branson starts his day with a solid breakfast. Um, Jeff Weiner does as well. Breakfast is an important way to fuel us for the day ahead. Um, and a lot of people skip breakfast or a lot of people have a, a coffee breakfast. Um, that might work for you. Um, but I would encourage just experimenting again, you know, with something like this um, and trying to find something low sugar. So find something that will sustain your energy throughout the morning as opposed to something that might be high sugar 
and kind of give you that crash and that variability through the morning. Uh, another thing you might want to experiment here with is um, I've actually tried to cut out caffeine as much as possible. And I wasn't a coffee drinker, but I did drink a, a few cups of tea during the day. And so now I use um, hot water with lemon in the morning. Uh, and so that's a way to avoid caffeine. It's a very kind of subtle and nice taste, um, but it also helps with digestion. So that can be a really useful way to start the day too. But again, experiment, see whatever works for you, um, but try to make some time for breakfast. Um, and then the last one, I'm not suggesting you have a shower because hopefully you're already doing that. Um, but what I am suggesting is cold water. Um, so the benefits of cold water are quite widely researched and reported on now, um, and you're probably seeing a lot more of it in, uh, in correspondence and stuff. So cold water is a great way to get the blood flowing. It helps to wake us up in the morning. Um, and if you're like me, you like a cold water swim in the morning, then, you know, it's, it's quite invigorating and it's, it's quite a nice way to start the day. If you don't have access to a pool or a lake, um, you can think about obviously using the shower. So I like my hot showers, so I definitely have one of those first. But at the end of the shower, I try and use a bit of cold water. Uh, just to, yeah, for me, it's really kind of that final touch, if you like, in, in terms of waking up and kind of getting, getting off on the right foot. So something to experiment with. Okay, evening. So another important part to the evening is unplugging. Uh, and I think as a society, we're probably not as good at this um, as we possibly could be. So it's really being intentional about our device use, you know, and trying to be intentional too about when our family members are present. So it's not just unplugging for your own health, but the health of those you're around as well, because no one likes to see family members constantly glued to a device as well. So I use now the um, do not disturb function on my phone. If you haven't discovered it, best thing ever. Um, I usually set that from about 8 p.m. to 9 a.m. Um, and in that way, I don't get kind of the constant alerts and the notifications and, and kind of the dings that there's something there. Um, and this is just a very, it's a very easy thing to set up um, and a very easy thing to follow because you don't even really know you're doing it. When you don't hear, when you're not triggered by it, you don't even notice that it's, it's off, basically. Um, so that's really useful. Uh, second thing here is to read. Um, so there's a lot of literature on the benefits of reading and people like Bill Gates are well known for reading. Um, he reads typically an hour a night. Um, he's a voracious reader. But reading is also a way to prevent cognitive decline um, by as much as 32%. So, so there's many health benefits to reading. Uh, but also it probably feels better. At least it certainly does in my experience. So I'm definitely partial to a Netflix binge like anyone else. <laughs> but, um, but if I sit back after watching a couple of shows on Netflix, I, um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily feel that it's making a difference to my life. You know, it, like it, it's not necessarily giving me a feeling of, of uplift, um, whereas reading does. So I've noticed that about reading. And um, yeah, I like to try and cultivate a little bit more of that as well. Uh, the blue thing here, so this is to practice gratitude, but again, I'll, I'll be quite broad with what this looks like. It's really about um, intentional time for reflection. So that might be something like, you know, what three good things have happened today? It might be something like, what did I accomplish today? You know, what were my achievements? Because thinking of our kind of that inbuilt negativity bias it's, it's shifting into, okay, what did I actually do today that I'm really proud of and that I've achieved um, and kind of celebrating that for a beat. Um, it might be journaling. So 
So it might be kind of processing any thoughts or emotions that you had in the day that you want to get down on paper. Uh, and it might also be kind of doing that to-do to list, if you like, for the next day so that you kind of set yourself up for the morning. Um, but anything we can download in writing before we go to bed tends to help with what can keep us up, you know, and what and prevent us from sleep. So if there's particular challenges we're facing or questions that we have, our mind starts to churn through those quite naturally um, as we sleep. If you download that onto paper beforehand, it can kind of empty the head so that you can feel a bit freer and, and lighter to sleep. So sleep, a no-brainer, a um, bit like the shower in the previous slide. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the reason that's here is because the majority of us don't get enough sleep. Um, so we should be shooting for about seven to eight hours a night. Um, for some people, they'll need less, some people more. Uh, so experimenting with what window works for you. Um, and also trying to create the right environment for sleep. So trying to do what you can to make your room dark, um, to make it as quiet as possible. Uh, and really conducive to sleep. Um, and also trying to be quite consistent with your sleeping hours. So trying to, you know, find a fixed time each night that you go to bed and that you also wake up uh, because that really maximises our body's circadian rhythms um, and that will lead to kind of the best REM sleep or the deeper sleep and the better sleep as well. Um, so that's something around sleep that we can do. And then the last thing, another broad category, is self-care. So I always try and pick something that resembles self-care to me um, to do in the evening. And this might be reaching out to a friend you haven't spoken to in a while or a family member. Um, so finding that connection. Uh, it might be doing something like playing board games with the family in the evening. And there's a load of research to support the cognitive and the social benefits of that um, in, in terms of board games. Uh, it might be taking a long warm bath. Uh, yeah, it might be doing a skincare regimen, you know, like a face mask or something, and you know, something that just makes you feel good about yourself. Uh, so this is really about finding something that kind of fills your cup, if you like, after a long day. So this one's from Aristotle, and it says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Okay, and this just reinforces that, you know, if we're looking to create something in our lives, we have to initiate that change. We have to be the ones who lead that create um, creation, if you like. So if we want to be more productive, how can we be more productive in the morning? And those habits will naturally kind of uh, lend themselves to being more productive on the whole. And just to, uh, I'll take a beat here just to explain some of the terminology. So I have kind of, I think, talked about habits, routines um, and rituals. The difference between each of them. So habit is one thing. So if I flick back here, unplugging would be a habit. You know, that's just one thing. Um, a routine is a series of things. So if I'm doing all five of those things in the evening, that would be a routine. And then a ritual, the difference between a ritual and a routine is attitude, okay? And so a ritual is when our routine becomes so ingrained um, that basically intention and discipline uh, sustain it. Okay, and we have this thought of I want to do this instead of I need to, I should do, or I have to. Okay, and there's very different. Um, that's a very different feeling, both in mind and body, when we when we really want to do something and we believe in it wholeheartedly, um, than feel that we simply need to do it. So that's kind of just a a quick look at terminology. 
Uh, so let's look at some practical tips for implementation. So if you're not already doing some of this and you wish to start, these are a few little tips um, which I've kind of cleaned in my experience practicing with this as well. So first one is to be clear about your why. So if you think back to the benefits I um, illustrated earlier, you know, what resonates most for you? What are you connecting with? Um, and try and make this as exciting and as compelling as possible um, so that you're more likely to do it, you know. Um, if we're not clear on the why, uh, we kind of never get out the gates. Um, so that's a really important starting point. The second one is to start small and build from there. So if you're thinking, great, that morning looks awesome, I'm going to try it tomorrow, chances are it's going to be a bit too much straight off the bat, right? So what I would recommend doing is start, start small, so pick one thing, um, and also start in small increments of time. So go to bed perhaps 15 minutes earlier, wake up 15 minutes earlier, and then try one thing, you know, um, and then let your body adjust. So let your body adjust for a couple of days or a week, and then perhaps the next week you try for 30 minutes and you kind of build up like that. So my routine takes between an hour and an hour and a half, but that did take some time to evolve, yeah, and I have kind of added things as I go as well. Uh, the third one there, so experiment with the three E's. So if we're going to sustain these routines and if they are going to become rituals for us, um, we need to kind of manipulate, if you like, um, the environment, the ease, and the enjoyment of the task. So environment, um, if I want to go running, so if I want to start a running practice in the morning, then my environment, I might actually lay my shoes out um, in the evening, I might lay my clothes out, my headphones, my, my phone, etc., ready to go in the morning. Um, and then in terms of ease, I might have a think the night beforehand, where do I want to run? Okay, so I've already got a route in mind. I've got my clothes laid out. It's super easy for me in the morning. And then the last one there is enjoyment. So, you know, maybe you're not a runner or maybe you are, but you kind of, you know, you still want to enjoy it. Um, how might you enjoy it the most kind of thing? So is it running with a friend um, and having that connection as well as the running together? Um, can you find a good podcast that you want to listen to? Uh, or create a playlist perhaps so that you really enjoy it because again if you're trying to introduce things into your life and into your routine that you don't particularly enjoy it's going to be super hard uh, unless you find ways to, to elevate the enjoyment for you. Okay fourth tip here so consider a 30-day challenge. Um, I've got a friend who recommended an online yoga challenge to me probably years ago actually um, but I started on July 1st this year and I 30-day challenges are just hugely motivational to me at least um, but the reason is because they're just short enough to feel achievable so you typically do kind of last the 30 days and they're long enough that it can result in quite a um, change of behaviour that is sustainable, okay? So you kind of get to the end of the 30 days and because you're so used to it, there's an element of you that doesn't want to break the habit now that you've got it there, right? So 30 days can be a really good chunk of time to, to start to practice with some of these things. The fifth thing there is addressing your obstacles. So trying to identify in advance what these are. Um, and then thinking back to the three E's, can I use environment, ease or enjoyment to start to address some of those obstacles uh, and make this easier to achieve? And then the last thing there is to track and reward your progress. So um, there's a lot of automatic ways that we can do this now. There's a lot of apps, a lot of gadgets that you can use to track. 
Um, and then just keep an eye on, you know, how you're going. Uh, so you can reward yourself at a week of keeping it up, a month of keeping it up, a year of keeping it up. And how might you reward yourself? You know, what's going to resonate for you um, and motivate you to keep going? And then that last acronym in the corner there is TRA. So this is something you can apply throughout all of these tips from implementation. So this is test, reflect and adjust. So this is, um, as I said before, a trial and error. So if you're experimenting as you go, you're testing things out. So keep testing until you find something that works for you. And R is reflect. So, so every time you do test something new, reflect on it. You know, what's working? What isn't? And then A is adjust. So if something isn't working, why isn't it working? Is it one of those three E's or is it something else? And how can I adapt or adjust to try to, to, try to make me um, hit this goal um, in terms of developing this new behaviour? So that's an easy little trick to remember. Um, so, yeah, so I now work in mental fitness, mindfulness and coaching. I spend a lot of time... Um, working in the area of resilience coaching and also transition coaching. Uh, and so a lot of both of those is habit formation, okay? So if you find you're stuck with, um, with this process of identifying new habits or getting into gear uh, to sustain them, then feel free to chat. Um, I offer a 20-minute discovery call. So look on the website there and you'll be able to navigate to that. And I look forward to supporting you on your journey, hopefully. Um, but I want to thank again Helen and the EventWell team for having me today uh, and for being able to share all of this with you uh, because it certainly made a big difference in my life and I hope that it does in yours as well. Thanks, Helen. Fabulous. Jackie, thank you so much. Such an awesome session, amazing session. I hope people have taken away lots of tips there, particularly in their, their, their habits forming those healthy habits to kind of manage our mental health and well-being and I really like the kind of the things that you've shared particularly on sleep mm, thank you. you can't tell about thank you for sharing that message again today but yeah if anybody's well. got any questions for Jackie um for those that are watching this live today head over to the um the event hub and community meet the speaker session which is happening mm -hmm. in two minutes on the link that's down below you'll see that down below in the comments so click on that link and come and join us there if you'd like to ask jackie a question and for anybody who's going to be watching this back and on demand um we can we can share some contact details for jackie in the comments below as well so you can pop jackie any questions and book in that 20 minute discovery appointment as well jackie highly recommend <laughs> huge thanks again jackie thanks for joining us today thank you <laughs> Always, always Thanks, welcome. Um, and we thank everybody for, for joining us and watching this back. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everyone.